Welcome to the Half Yard Line. I'm Tim. I'm Luke. And welcome to another in our series of 32 team by team 2022 offseason or 2023 offseason preview 2022 season recaps, uh, bringing all 32 teams to you before free agency. So please do check out each and every one of these the teams you like, the teams you hate, all the ones in between. While you're doing that, Make sure you give us a follow, a like, a subscribe, a rating, a review, whatever it is that the podcast app of your choice allows for. Those really mean a lot to us. Want to help tweak those algos, grow the pod, gets the the listenership where it ought to be. We really appreciate each and every one of you and would like to spread the word to as many as possible. Follow us on the socials, Twitter and Instagram at halfyardlinepod and halfyardlinepod at gmail.com for the email. Hit us up uh, at your leisure. We'd love to interact with you in that way. Um, Luke. A perennial contender recently in a major state of transition in the sunny state of Florida. Tell me about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers no longer have Thomas Edward Brady under center. Um, 2022 marking the end of the most remarkable NFL career we are ever likely to see. That's obviously the big headline going into next year. Last year, people may remember, was the Todd Bowles era beginning, the Bruce Arians era ending. Ended up being Brady's last season, as I mentioned. They went 8-9, and nine, which was still good enough to win the NFC South because it was terrible. Um, they got ejected from the playoffs not too long thereafter, so it wasn't a particularly successful season by those measures, especially a team that was kind of loading up to try and just win as many as possible while Brady was there. Um Offensively, kind of a mess. Led the league in pass attempts with the second highest passing yards per game offense in the NFL. They will last in rushing attempts and they will last in yards per game. 76.9 rushing yards per game last year, which is impressively bad. Um, Leftwich, as a result, Byron Leftwich was ousted as the offensive coordinator. So he's no longer with the Buccaneers. The defensive side of the ball, the rushing defense has always been a strength the last several years. Stoutness, teams can't run on this group. Um, that wasn't really the case last year. They were kind of middling in the season that just was. And they come into this offseason really needing a few pieces uh, of note. Obviously, quarterback at the top of that list. But they also just kind of need to de-age this roster. They were the oldest roster in football last year. Um Average age was just over 27, which was good enough for the oldest. Obviously, Brady retiring helps bring that number down quite a lot because he was 45. Um, but still, they'd signed a lot of these geezers, old guys who wanted to ring chase, you know, whatever you want to use your uh, your explanation of choice for. But they had a lot of those who are, some of which are free agents, some of which aren't. They do come in, however, 57 million bucks over the salary cap, which is not good. Um the re- main reason for that is that Tom Brady is owed $35 million against the cap this year, despite not playing football anymore. So thank you very much. Um, the top two player cap hits they've got right now are Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who account for almost $50 million combined, $46 million or so. And they come into the draft picking 19th, so in that mid-round sort of purgatory place. They've got eight picks in total, two sixths and two sevenths. Tim, last year, the Buccaneers just a, a jumble a confusing mess, spent a lot of games playing terribly, pulling out late wins, some some of that thanks to Tom Brady's famous late game heroics. I think of the Saints game in particular on Monday night where they were dreadful for the whole game and somehow managed to pull it out. There were a lot of questions about Todd Bowles. Would he stay? He does stay. But with the Brady changeover, it feels like this is a completely uh, 
new start for Tampa. I don't know if you feel the same way about how they were and how they will be. No, this was always the case, right? You make a deal with the devil in some way. And I, and I don't not. Yes, Tom Brady is the devil, but <laughs> oh, for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. No, but they. I know you don't like Tom Brady, but you know. Well, come on. You see where I'm after, though. You, you mortgage the future for an opportunity to win. Now they got a Super Bowl out of it. Had a legitimate chance at a second one this year. Not as much. You know, the the playoff loss to the Cowboys was disheartening. After they sort of worked their way in in a terrible division, they all won at least seven games. Not because they're any good, but because they got to play each other a lot. I, I mean it was not a good year of football in Tampa. And when you're $57 million over the cap, when you're losing your quarterback, you're going to have to lose a lot of, you know, veteran players. You're going to have to replace them with whatever's left. Um, It's going to be a couple of lean years, I would think uh, for Tampa, but perhaps your research has found some secret sauce, magic beans. They're going to help them recover this year and win the whole thing. No, uh, it hasn't. I think yeah, the, the losing the quarterback is one thing. Obviously, it's you can't. It's impossible to replace Tom Brady, but you get the double whammy of you've lost him and you're still paying him a fortune. That is the killer. Like this year for the Buccaneers, honestly, if they're anything remotely approaching 500, I think I'd be quite impressed. Um, not because of some of the talent they have on the roster, not because necessarily even of Todd Bowles. Although I know there are questions there, it's just a complete albatross for this season. This is almost a tear down year, a rebuild year. Can you add some young pieces in the draft? Can you bring in some maybe cheap free agents? But really, you're you're almost uh, behind the eight ball before the year's even begun. I mean, as far as roster holes go, quarterback, no duh. Um, Kyle Trask is there, who they drafted a couple of years ago. I, I can't imagine he's just going to be handed the job. They had Blaine Gabbert there last off season, uh, last season as well. He's a free agent, obviously just a journeyman, kind of backup level guy. If they had any money... At all, I could imagine Derek Carr being a being a, a target here because you you plug him into an offense with some quality talent, you might be able to get some good production, but it's just not realistic for that to happen. Always had running back. They've cut Leonard Fournette, and Fournette last year was terrible. He was three point five yards per carry, which was the worst in the entire league. They drafted Rashad White from Arizona State. He looked maybe promising in, in spurts, but you probably need another guy back there. You've got Gio Bernard, a free agent, as a pass catching option corner Jamel Dean good young corner he's going to go because they can't afford him Sean Murphy Bunting's also a free agent he's probably going to go they're giving Colton Davis some meaningful cash but they don't really have anyone else at that position and then the other one I had was either a tight end or like a slot receiver type person a tertiary option in the past game they've got Everton Godwin they're brilliant no danger of those guys not being good but you don't have a third option and if you're bringing in quarterback a quarterback b um are you just going to hitch your wagon to just throw it at Mike Evans a lot, which has worked for a lot of quarterbacks in the past. But as far as holes go, those are the main ones, I think. And, and the two I would prioritize, quarterback, obviously, and corner, where I think they're they're very light. I think that's, that's right, Luke. I mean, I'm worried about this team all over. Even with Tom Brady, they weren't able to play very well. Offensive line, um, I think, is going to be a question mark. Those guys are all getting a year older. The defense... Uh, has gotten a year older. Linebacker used to be a big strength. There's Levante David's 33. Um, you know, you mentioned the age of the team. Devin White's still going to be a very good player. They just have so little flexibility to to do anything. We talk about in the NFL, you you can't just stand still. And that's what the Bucks tried to do the last three years. Just keep trotting the same team out there. They keep re-signing their guys, yeah. keep re-signing their guys. You can't because everybody else is getting better. And so if you're not getting better, you're getting worse almost by definition, 
Um, and so it's very interesting to see how they're going to manage through with no cap space. They do have all their picks, thank God, uh, but no cap space uh, and and not a ton of players to cut to make room. I don't know if you had seen that differently, but they're in trouble. Yeah, I, it, the thing is, it's just such a high volume of moves you need to make just to get anywhere under it that's the biggest problem it's not you know we need to save some money to go after a guy it's we need to save money just to be compliant um they've got 26 free agents a lot of them are names you know cut candidates um i'll get to you first i mean fournette as mentioned is already confirmed that'll be about three million bucks they've got guys who you think are cuttable in order for just pure savings shaq mason's five million russell gage would save you three cameron break two ryan Suckup almost four so these are kind of more your onesie twosie moves that edge you nearer but in in aggregate work out pretty well the one i had circled the most was donovan smith yeah he is a 17.9 million dollar cap hit next year you can save about 10 million by cutting him um he's played well for this team in spurts um but when you can get rid of a guy who is the most penalized player in football (laughs) who's costing you quite a lot of money I think that's probably not a bad option to have. You've got Tristan Wirfs, who is an excellent tackle. Maybe you could look to move him to left to the left side from the right where he's been playing so far. They drafted Luke Gedeke last year. Maybe you can try him out at right, make some maneuvers there. Um, they allowed the fewest sacks in the NFL last year, but I think a lot of that's down to Tom Brady throwing the ball in half a second because he's very good. He was always very good at that, and he doesn't take a lot of sacks, especially at his advanced age. Um, you you made the point around how do you change it. Um, from a roster standpoint the philosophy is just so different to your point you've gone from win now win now win now bring in anyone who can contribute to uh we've brought in a lot of win now guys and we're not ready to win now you know you're paying ryan jensen 15 million bucks to be your center next year he came in on the let's go play with brady thing and brady made a big play to get him in the door now brady's gone it's just a totally different situation they find themselves in. I mean, I don't know if you had anyone else cuttable before I kind of tell you about some of these <laughs> avalanche of free agents. No, hit me, Luke. Let's talk. Let's talk to free agents. I mean, I think. Yeah, here, I, I well, let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. I have been on overthecap.com playing with their salary cap calculator, trying to figure out how this team gets under the cap. Yeah, I'm not able to do it. Um, it's very hard. You could restructure a couple of guys. I, I did. Um, so I restructured Godwin. I restructured Evans, Evans and, Godwin. and and I restructured Barrett. Um, I cut Donovan Smith. I, you know, I restructured Devin white. I cut Fournette. I, you know, and I'm still $8.9 million over the cap. And we haven't even talked about Luke. They're non free agents who you would want to sign to a, a long-term extension as they're coming into the last year of their deals. So I, yeah, I, 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 everybody tells me the salary cap doesn't matter. Salary cap doesn't matter. You can always work around the salary cap. Let's see what they do in Tampa. Cause I, I yeah. honestly, I, I don't know. The proof of the pudding will be in the eating as they say for that particular uh, approach. It tells the free agents that they've got, I mean, there's tons of names here that people would recognize. A lot of these are the older veterans who they signed in the attempt to, get guys on the cheap to help them win a Super Bowl they could then let go like they did with guys like Andama King Su before this you know Akeem Hicks Julio Jones Kyle Rudolph Giovanni Bernard Logan Ryan Keanu Neal even a guy like Brashad Perryman I mean these are a lot of veteran dudes who you just won't bring back because they don't fit the roster profile that you're going to want to build Jamel Dean is probably 
the one that I would circle the most just because he's young. He's at a premium position. He's played very well, but you're not going to be able to keep him because you've got no money. Levante David's a free agent. Now he's 33, but he's a long-time Buccaneer. I think he's the longest tenured on the team. They drafted him. He's the captain, defensive heartbeat type guy. He led the team in tackles last year. I, I have to think they're going to do everything possible to get him back in uh, the old pewter helmet down there in Tampa. But you can circle as many of these guys as you want. Maybe you want to bring Carl Nassib back as a rotational defensive end. He gave you a few sacks last year. You Maybe you want to bring back Nunez Rochez as a defensive tackle, you know, run stuffer type to put next to Vita Vea. You, you just can't. That's the thing. You, you've got tons of free agents and you're going to lose every single one on top of needing to lose guys off the existing roster just to get you under the cap enough to sign rookies. So I really don't know if there's a team in the NFL this offseason who is facing a more punitive and painful signing period than the Buccaneers. Jason Light is going to have to work some serious miracles just to get this team on the field with 53 guys, let alone being good in 2023. Yeah, I mean, worth noting, right? You and I are not professionals at this. Maybe there's some magic. I don't know. I mean, I've been reading everything I can. I, I everybody tells me, ah, oh, they'll do stuff. It's a tough cap position for the Bucks, but they'll do. St- I've not seen anybody put forth a proposal of what the stuff is. Yeah, I mean, usually when this happens, right? You, you think about the Seahawks last year who traded Russell Wilson and still ate the cap hit. You think about the Falcons getting rid of Matt Ryan and still eating the cap hit. The difference there is it felt like the roster had changed around them quite a lot. So when Russell Wilson left the Seahawks, they also let go of like Bobby Wagner, for example. All the Legion of Boom guys were gone and they hadn't done the sign lots of veterans to deals in order to help supplement him to win a Super Bowl quite as much as the Buccaneers have. And those cap pits really impinge upon your ability to do anything. I mean, the Seahawks did it brilliantly last year, but that was only 22 million bucks. Tom Brady's 35. He is basically still on this team from every aspect you can consider except for on the field. So that really is the hamstring hamstringing factor here. As far as filling the gaps, it's just the draft. I mean, maybe this is a year they try and aggregate picks for the years to come. 2024, maybe look at it as a, we can get you know bumper value for all our picks this year. Or maybe it's the reverse and they say, we'll trade a lot of future picks to get picks now because we need young, cheap options. And you go big off the undrafted priority free agents. You go big into the later rounds maybe you trade for some extra sixes or a seven or a five and just try and bring in guys you think might be decent on cheap deals so you can get rid of some of these veterans but as i say hard to think of a team that's facing a more of an uphill struggle to be competitive in 2023 than the buccaneers but as you said earlier they'll definitely take that because they did all this to win a super bowl they won the super bowl and now it's time to start the next phase looking forward to seeing how they manage it because frankly it's a tough road to hoe indeed That'll do it for us here on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As mentioned, we are doing 32 of these team by team, every team, the one you love, the one you hate, all of the ones in between. Check them all out. Half Yard Line Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Halfyardlinepod at gmail.com is the email. Reach out to us. We'd love to interact with you in that way. Until next time, be well. Bye. Okie dokie.